so interesting. So what I'm what I'm seeing here is is not, you know, as you kind of said, like laziness and old age. It's it's wisdom. Maybe. <laughs> and wisdom is about you've you've discovered leverage. Hmm. You've realized that in fact it's incredibly inefficient and wasteful for you, the founder, to be in the seat doing all the things because you've got leverage. You have yep. other people that can do it again, probably better and faster than you because they can focus on it. And your job is to find the leverage in all these different mm -hmm. aspects of your business. So, um, so I, I'm a martial artist and, uh, this was, you know, back in college, I, I was very into like old school Japanese karate. Hmm. And, um, I was part of this school from Okinawa and we had this, uh, this master come out, um, fly from Okinawa to, to, um, this was in Florida and, uh, you know, the 75 year old Japanese guy, like barely five feet tall, mm -hmm. right? Old gray haired guy, whatever. And, um, and you know, I was this like beefy 20 year old dude. I was oh, yeah. you know, 225. <laughs> I can already envision punch. the scenario. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was doing these huge punches and kicks and everything like that. And, you know, he has this very quiet voice, you know, thick, thick uh, Okinawan accent. And, you know, he kind of comes to me and he says, you know, I want you to punch me. Mm as hard as you can want you to punch me. And I'm like this, like, oh, I'm going to like break this mm -hmm. dude. Like really, you know, and let me put it this way. I flew through the, air. I mean, if you could just imagine like this slow motion, <laughs> you know, this, this huge young guy just flying through the air in slow motion. I don't, I still don't know what he did. He, mm. he, it seemed like he touched my wrist somehow <laughs> <laughs> as I was throwing this massive punch. And I just went tumbling. Um, and then, okay, now I want you to kick me. Now I want you to do this and that. And then he even did something where he, he had a, um, a, like a bow staff, you know, a hmm. stick. And he says, I want you to just, just hold on to this. Just hold on to the stick as tight as you can. And I'm just flying through the air. And so this guy, again, who was 75 years old, like, I wouldn't say that he had a lot of strength. I mean, he was tiny, but he mastered leverage. Mm -hmm. He knew exact, he could exactly, you know, down to the, sort of physical level, understand the vector mm -hmm. and the momentum, right? And all the physics of the way my body was moving and just say, well, how do I take it and nudge it in this direction and make you go flying through the air? Yeah, that's, um, I mean, just like startup, right? <laughs> like sometimes we just like the, our first instinct, brute force. Let's just put as much yeah. effort into this thing as possible. And yeah. sometimes that effort is just uh, wasted. It's just, it's missed. It's in the wrong direction, or it carries you too far than the, in in a way that that doesn't serve you. Exactly. I mean, guaranteed, a a a vast proportion of it is wasted, right? It mm -hmm. is. There, it's high friction, right? There's there's a high amount of inertia. You know, you're say you're, you're banging your head against the wall, or you're pushing the boulder up the hill. We wear that as kind of a badge of honor, mm -hmm. but really, it, it's it's waste. It's, it's yeah. entropy, which is yeah. sort of providing heat to the universe. Yeah. Whereas if you can find leverage, if you can find a way to decrease the friction and increase mm -hmm. the flow or find a way to simply maneuver around the obstacle, um, you actually get more done with a lot less effort. And I think we probably need to celebrate that a little bit more. So kudos to you, man. <laughs> right. Maybe this is like a new coaching track for you. Like, uh, you know, Eric's lazy startup. <laughs> What's the least amount of effort to success? Lazy <laughs> startup. I love it. Yeah. I mean, you know, I hate to say it, right? I mean, I, I do. It is part of my philosophy. I think it is the work smart, not hard mm -hmm. mentality. And a lot of my clients who come to me, they come to me burned out. And what is burnout? Burnout is 
too much energy met with too much resistance, yep. right? If you think yeah. about it, if I if I if I'm in a in a car and I'm slamming on the gas and my wheels are stuck in the mud, well, that thing is going to redline and it's going to blow out the engine, mm-hmm. right? But if instead I'm on a nice smooth highway, I can keep my pedal to the metal and straight line. It's going to you know it's going to yep. go as fast as yep. it can go. So yeah, no, I, I I do strongly believe it. So again, I I kind of commend you for this um for this approach. So I guess like let's say that let's 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 riff on this. Let's say there's another entrepreneur out there who maybe has been uh, who wants to start something new, or maybe they've been kind of again um, working very inefficiently, brute force. What would be kind of the first lesson that you would give to somebody to say, uh, "Here's how you can find more leverage." Mm. Well. So I am a big fan of knowing yourself, like Mm -hmm. self-awareness is like, to me, the key to better performance. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, when I was like, when I was younger, um, like learning about my personality traits and, and really trying to like, uh, go inward and understand myself wasn't really a thing I was trying to do. I was just trying to get better at coding. I was trying to get better at business. I was trying to get, you know, I was trying to get better at these tactical things. Um, but um, the real unlocks for me didn't really start happening until I um, I uh, started kind of down this self-awareness and self-development path. Um, mm-hmm. For me, it started when... Um, I think I can't remember exactly when, but maybe like 2014 ish. Um, I was getting really into like trying to help my team um, understand themselves better, and so we were implementing 360 degree feedback mechanisms. And um, I, you know, I was not doing a great job, but I was like trying to coach them a little bit about like their communication styles and this and that kind of that experience is actually like what led me to start Corology, which was that coaching company. Um, my partner in that business was a like C-level professional coach, probably very similar mm-hmm. to what you do. And um, so she and I came together and it was that period of time, that, that handful of years where we were working on developing that product. Um, I, was, uh, I was doing professional coaching myself. Like a, a, um, I had a professional coach. I joined like another peer group. Um, so I was really working on figuring out like who I was, what drives me, and what my natural like wirings and talents are. Once I figured that out, all the rest got way easier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. So, you know, obviously what we're talking about here is the value of, of coaching, mm-hmm. the value of reflection and perspective. Um, in fact, so my journey, how I became a coach, I really just started as an agile software developer. Mm. Um, you know, I, I started working in Scrum teams close to 20 years ago. And um, I didn't really like Scrum as a kind of a framework, but what always resonated with me was the retrospective. Mm-hmm. It was this period of reflection and introspection and uh, commitment to, to improving mm-hmm. and doing better, um, but mainly around reducing friction and reducing inefficiency and waste. Uh, in fact, and this is kind of weird, I actually started my career in defense and I got into this like whole world of Six Sigma, mm-hmm. you know, the defense industry yeah. is all about the yep. Six Sigma stuff. And that was really my like formative years was to identify waste and inefficiency mm. in the way that we work and try to find ways of improving. Again, Six Sigma is this very heavy handed uh, approach to it. 
But so then when I coupled that with agile, I said, wow, okay, we've got this moment in time where we can reflect and we can introspect and we can identify inefficiencies in the way we work and try to remove friction. And that's really been kind of the the, the arc of mm -hmm. my entire career. And, and now as a coach, I do the same thing. So when you talk about self-awareness, that's really what coaching is all about, is to identify what are the things that are holding you back? What are the things that aren't working? Whether they're well, they're usually inside of you, uh, they're in your brain, but a lot of them are occasionally outside yep. of you. And then how do we break these things down and find a way to remove the friction? Um, and that is what ends up creating, you know, that, that effortless growth. Yep. So, yep. And awesome. retrospect, like what's interesting, it, especially in early stage uh, mm -hmm. businesses, it's so easy to just run as fast as you can and not stop. That's what it feels right. like you have to do. Like we have to run to the next product, the product milestone. We have to run to the next funding round. We have to run to the next, well, whatever it is, right? But it's always running. And then as soon as you get there, it it's like you don't even celebrate. You just start running to the next thing, like, yeah. right? It's like, yeah. um, and then the like the idea that you could do like back-to-back -back marathons, that sounds mm -hmm. crazy. No, no one would mm -hmm. say you should go do that. Um, yeah. But as entrepreneurs, I, I think one of the things we really don't appreciate enough is taking those moments to like stop, reflect, celebrate, um, mm -hmm. you know, with the team, <laughs> right? Because mm -hmm. the other, the other, not only founder burnout, but, but you'll run through employees too early stage if you're not uh, yeah. setting the right cadence for your business, including reflection and celebration. Yeah. So this, this actually happened to me. I was, uh, I was CTO of a, of a, of a small uh, engineering team. And I actually had a really good engineer quit. And I remember in the exit interview, he said exactly that. He was like, we, it, it never stops. Like we talk about these sprints, but like, is it really a sprint? Mm -hmm. If one just goes right into the next and the next, it, it's just a marathon where we're running as fast as we possibly can. Um, and, and so from that moment on, I actually baked into our scrum process a day for celebration. Yep, so perfect. basically a day off, every sprint and not just a day where you, you know, sometimes it's okay, just take the day off of work. But if we were working together, it was like, we're doing fun stuff, mm -hmm. right? We're, we're going out together. We're having a, you know, we're doing a happy hour, we're playing games together, whatever it is, but actually taking a day every two weeks at the end of a sprint to, you know, that's where we do our sprint mm -hmm. review and our retro. So it's not like there's nothing going on, but we would really take the time to celebrate and, and acknowledge and reflect and, you know, commit to improve. And then we go out and have a nice lunch and we go and play, you know, we go play soccer together. Or we play, you know, do a little, used to play super smash brothers, right? Yeah. Play a <laughs> little smash brothers tournament in the office and stuff like that. But like really take that moment to celebrate. And, and it, it was pretty game changing. Yeah. This is, this is where the, this, this is where self-awareness really like kicks in, in the, in the detail. It's like, um, I personally, I don't need hmm. accolades or awards. Like, in mm -hmm. fact, for whatever reason, the way I was brought up, the way I'm wired, whatever, I really hate people even telling me that I did a good job, right? Like, <laughs> there's some weird okay. wiring I have. Like, like yeah. um, years ago, we had a, a, one of our trainers when we we're still all working in the office. Like, one day, she, she was, we were past each other in the hallway, and she goes, oh, hey, JJ, um, your haircut looks really nice today. And I was like what why would you say that i like looked at the floor and i like scurried away 
I'm like, I'm a grown adult. Why am I like? And she pulled me aside and she goes, hey, JJ, when someone gives you a compliment, you can just say thank you. I was like, oh, my God, I am like a child, like a 40 year old child. Um, But I was realizing like, oh, wait, I don't. Yeah, like I don't take compliment well. Um, That doesn't mean that the other humans don't need compliments, right? Just because mm-hmm. I don't like it doesn't mean that I can't not support mm-hmm. other people in the way they need to be supported. They want to be mm-hmm. supported. So mm-hmm. really a key part of my job as the founder, as a CEO, um, is to make sure that everybody is kind of being treated the way they want to be treated. And it's very mm-hmm. easy for us to think like, no, everyone just wants to be treated like I want to be treated. Well, totally not true. Like you, I want to be treated in a way, but Eric, you want to be treated in a different way and everybody else too. So just getting a better understanding and not mapping our own desires and expectations onto other people. That's interesting. So there's two really good points there that again, come up quite often. One is when we're talking about self-awareness, it's not just us looking inwardly at ourselves. It's also looking at our team. Mm -hmm. And reflecting on how are we engaging with our team and are we giving our team what they really need? Uh, And then the other aspect of it is that, yeah, a lot of entrepreneurs actually don't, they they don't need the accolade because you usually don't get it, right? When you're, when you're a CEO, there's nobody patting you on the back and telling you how great you are, right? Everyone's just, I need this, I need that. And in fact, I, I had a, um, was in that same startup. I had a CEO who I remember saying this didn't need a lot of, you know, attention, mm-hmm. didn't need all the accolades, whatever. And that translated into us not giving it to our team. So I kind of had to take that on myself. But so that's interesting, right? So the, yeah, you might, you, yeah. you're just going to create your own culture in your company the way that you see fit. But if you never actually check in with your team and mm-hmm. see what they need, well, then they're just not yeah. going to be happy. And they're going to quit. <laughs> us founders, like we, you know, like I can see like 10 years from now, <laughs> no one else sees mm-hmm. that, right? Like that, uh, my goal is like way out there. But um, that's not reality for for most of mm-hmm. everybody else. So um, yeah. if you don't start developing that self-awareness as early as possible, you end up sort of looking like a psychopath, right? Because your decisions and your actions don't make sense. They make sense for you because you've got 10-year view or 20-year view out mm-hmm. there of the mm-hmm. big enterprise you're building. But right. no one else sees that. Well, and especially if, you know, as a founder if you've got your mindset on the exit, right? I've mm-hmm. got all my equity. And to me, none of this shit matters until I get to Yeah, right. Yeah, exit, right? exactly. <laughs> um, whereas everybody else who's, hey, they're getting paid every two weeks. Their sprint is two weeks. Yep. They're thinking in two weeks. Their yep. life is in two-week cycles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Right. So that's, that's really Good to keep in mind. Yeah. Um, well, amazing. I, you know, this is, I, we've gotten, I think, pretty far off of, of, uh, of <laughs> that's what's, you know, that's, that's what's going to happen. If you get me on the pod, we're just going to wander around in the woods for a while and then you can bring <laughs> it back if you want. <laughs> no, it's not, I mean, honestly, I've, I, this has really helped me a lot. Um, I, you know, I've definitely identified some patterns and, and definitely had some light bulb moments, um, here as well. One last kind of thing to talk mm-hmm. about or thing that I like to ask is, um, leadership principles. Mm. Right. So how do you inspire and motivate uh, and, and build a great team? There's a lot. That's a good that's that, that's a pretty deep question or a multifaceted question. Yeah. The last say. two minutes of the show. Just tell me um, meaning of life. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, there's there's a lot going on there. Like, how do you build a great team? Um, mm-hmm. Great culture. Like 
the the number one thing for me that I've found, and you know, this is not for every job and and every position and every type of company, um, but for me, like trust and autonomy is key mm-hmm. for the kinds of businesses that I want to build. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it it really kind of starts with you know being clear about what you want from your employees. Um, and then that certainly doesn't mean like not holding them accountable or being too loosey goosey, but to set what you want, um, hold them accountable and then just trust that they're going to do it. Um, yeah. one of the things that is driving me crazy lately is this whole like return to return to work, return to the office push. Mm-hmm. All I hear when I hear people saying, Oh, we have to have the pe- people, our people in the office. Um, is I don't trust our people, and the only way I can manage them is by looking at them, <laughs> right? Like yeah. this is like a ridiculous um, push to me. Um, yeah. But uh, so it kind of it starts with that. Um, I think uh, corporate culture. We were talking about culture a little bit earlier. Um, the idea that your company is going to have a culture, it's going to emerge. It is an emergent property of a group of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but it can be manipulated. Now, manipulated sounds like a little bit of a harsh word, but it can be formed. It can be molded. It can be, you know, uh, changed. So unless you are purposely doing something about your company culture, it's going to emerge. Uh, and it might not be what you want. And if it emerges and it gets too ingrained in, in the people as your organization grows, uh, mm-hmm. it's going to be real hard to unseat. So, um, Really thinking about like what are the core values? I mean, everyone talks about core values, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. but are you actually hiring and firing on these core values? <laughs> like mm-hmm. every single person we let go, we fire on the base of core value violation. Um, that's mm-hmm. how strong they are. Um, so do not have a core value of like trust. If your core value is trustworthiness, then I don't want to do business with you. So, but make them like really meaningful because they, those are the things that start shaping your, your culture. Um, and, uh, yeah. And, and have fun. Like, this is not like, you know, in most of our industries, this is not life or death stuff, right? It's not, (laughs) not, um, we can have tons of fun along the way, growing really great organizations and, um, making great products and, and supporting our customers and, um, not everything's gotta be so serious. I love it, man. So it, this is amazing to me because so you're a coach and an entrepreneur. And so we can see what happens <laughs> oh, when you specific, have a I'm not really have... a coach. I don't really coach. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to make Didn't a software company that scaled coaching. <laughs> Maybe oh, picked right. up a little bit along the way. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I have this this framework. I call it full stack leadership. Uh, and I talk about kind of these different. Well, basically, it's um, it's tactics, strategy, vision, storytelling, Mm. and coaching. Mm -hmm. And so to me, coaching is the sort of highest form of leadership that encapsulates how do we actually ensure that we can tell a great story that that inspires people to follow the vision. We have a strategy Mm -hmm. that we know how to get there. We've got all the tactics and operations to actually execute. Um, So when I, that's how I became a coach. And that's what I I coach my clients to become coaches. and so it's always great to see what happens when somebody with that mindset, you know, takes the helm and, uh, and obviously creates a, a prosperous culture. 
It's been awesome, man. I, I, I'm really appreciating uh, this this conversation. Um, I think I see we're out of time. I could probably go on for quite a right? longer, but um, <laughs> you know, thank you so much for being here today, and uh, this has been a really great experience. Thanks. Thank you.